Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. A rarity indeed. A Flyers coming off a shootout win edition of Flyers Daily. Thompson taking faceoffs. Didn't take a lot of them last night in his first game back after missing 46. York with a shot. He scores! Cam York blows one by Shesterkin. And for Cam York, it's going to be his third goal in the National Hockey League. His second in nine games, and Philadelphia jumps in front with a one nothing lead. Owen Tippett going to the net. He's got a chance, shoots, he scores! Owen Tippett, and the youngsters are cashing in for Philadelphia here in the opening period. York scores the first one. Now Owen Tippett gets his seventh goal of the year, and the Flyers have a 2 nothing lead. And Oscar Lindblom will step to center. Late in the shift, gets the red line into the middle. Sandheim jumps in, goes around the man, went to the net, gets it up, they score! What a setup, Travis Sandheim to Joel Farabee on what amounted to 2-on-0, and the Flyers take the 3-0 lead. Kevin Hayes will try to end this scoreless tie in the shootout. Third shooter for the Flyers comes in with speed, looking at the net, lofts one up over the shoulder and scores! Kevin Hayes puts it over the shoulder, stick side on Chesterkin, and the Flyers are a save away from the win. And so Filipito will come and try to tie it up for New York. Martin Jones makes a save, the Flyers win it. Here's Hedel walking in, backhand, forehand, stopped by Jones, no goal, and the Flyers beat the Rangers in the shootout, their first shootout win of the season, and Philadelphia puts a 4-3 win in the books in New York to beat the Rangers by one. All right, here we go, Flyers Daily for Monday, April 4th, as the Flyers beat the New York Rangers 4-3 in the shootout. And they get the win, splitting the weekend games. Toronto, 6-3 loss on Saturday. And the Rangers, 4-3 shootout win on Sunday. The Flyers will be back in action Tuesday to open up a two-game home-and-home with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Tuesday night, Wells Fargo Center. Thursday night in Columbus. But let's focus on the New York Ranger game. And further proof that goaltending sometimes can trump all as the Flyers get outshot in the game. 46-26, to 26. great goaltending performance from Martin Jones, who just looks so comfortable in the game, very efficient in his movement, no wasted arms flailing, body flying everywhere, under control, deep in his net, anticipating and reading plays incredibly well, and really controlling rebounds, and he makes 43 saves on 46 shots. Just a really good performance. And through two periods of play to hold the Rangers off the board when they had 32 shots on goal was incredibly impressive. Flyers get scoring in the first period from Cam York, his third of the season. Matter of fact, he got his first NHL goal against the Rangers and against Igor Shosturkin. But uh, the Rangers iced the puck. And that caused the Flyers to have an offensive zone draw. Nate Thompson won it clean right back to Cam York. And a bit of a rolling puck, but he bombs it. And is able to beat Shesterkin, a little bit of a knuckleball as well, and put the Flyers up 1-0. And then at 6.44, just 50 seconds later, Flyers get the 2-0 goal when Owen Tippett picks up his seventh of the season, but first as a Flyer. And on this play... He's kind of falling down and makes a real good shot after trying to feed Kevin Hayes, and then the puck comes right back to him. But Kevin Hayes really makes this play because what he does is he drives the net and drives the Ranger, the other defender, down with him. And that gives uh, Owen Tippett the opportunity, and he puts it in, gives the Flyers a 2-0 lead. And the thing about this goal is this is a 2-for-1 goal. 
as kind of the best way to term it. Because the Flyers scored at 554 when Cam York scored that goal. And about 40 seconds later, Alex Lafreniere had a great scoring chance at the Flyers' end. Got a puck and a shot off right between the hash marks, right in the middle of the ice. An absolute high-danger chance, point-blank, on Martin Jones. But Jones is able to fight it off and make a left-shoulder save. So, A, Flyers go up one nothing, and then the Rangers with a great chance right after that. How many times have we seen the Flyers get a goal to either go up a goal, tie a game, or get within one and then give one up within a minute? This is Martin Jones bailing them out of that situation to make it 1-1. And then right off the play, right off the save, they go down the other end and they score and they go up 2-0. So it's a two-for-one goal in the sense that they didn't give up one and they got one right off it. That puts them up 2-0. They go into the intermission up 2-0. They go through two periods of play, up 2-0. Head to the third, 44 seconds in. Joel Farabee gets a great feed from Travis Sanheim, who initially starts this play in the Flyers' D zone. In the corner, he breaks up the Rangers' forecheck, gets the puck out, and then joins the rush. Lindblom hits him as he's streaking through center ice, and then he just blows by the Ranger defender, as does Farabee. And Sandheim just lays a perfect pass off to Farabee. He'll take 100 of these just standing there on the back door, wide open net, and just pops it in. Great play by Travis Sandheim at both ends of the ice to start it, to break up the play and start it, to recognize, get on my horse and get up there and join the rush, and then the great pass to Joel Farabee. And so much of the NHL today is about defenders joining the rush. And those guys that can skate like the wind – like Travis Sanheim, they need to use that asset. And Sanheim does it there very well. Not long after that, though, talking about Flyers giving up a goal after scoring a goal, a minute 22 into the period, Panarin gets on the board and puts the Rangers on the board. Now it's a 3-1 game. Then Mika Zibanejad at 15-28 gets the goal to make it 3-2. And just 12 seconds later, Andrew Kopp gets a redirect off a Panarin pass, his 16th of the season, Three threes the score. Now you're tied. You're going, oh my God, you're kidding me. Final five minutes of the game. You're up two. You're up three at one point in the third period. Now it's tied. This is going to be how the Flyers lose this one. But they head to overtime. No blood in overtime. You head to the shootout. A Flyers team that's 0 for 4 on the season in shootouts. Uh, 0 for 16 on shootout attempts. 0 for 18 on shootout attempts and penalty shots on the season. So they go into the shootout. Cam Atkinson goes first. Glove save by Shesterkin. Then it's Mika Zibanejad. Glove save by Jones. Then Owen Tippett goes for the Flyers. Another glove save by Shesterkin. Shootout attempt from Artemi Panarin. Shoots it wide into a different burrow. (laughs) I I think the puck just must have rolled on him, and he shot it about four feet wide, which was shocking. So then Kevin Hayes goes. He's able to beat Shesterkin with a little lob wedge. Little off-speed lob wedge. Beach to Sturkin, and then Martin Jones makes a great right pad save on Philip Heedle, and that gives the Flyers the shootout win. Uh, insanity um, that they got the shootout win in this game against Shesterkin, and a couple of the goals in the first period that Shesterkin just didn't look sharp right away. I mean, he's just been making save after save, unbelievable saves all season. Uh, but the Flyers come away. They'll take a 4-3 shootout win, and you go, okay. That was good. That was fun. 
I know one of the things that I'm seeing on social media quite a bit of are these are worthless points for the Flyers. They, they're hurting their draft situation. So I decided to do a little homework on this because, yeah, the worse your record is, and the Flyers have the fourth worst record in the NHL right now, the worse your record is, the more ping pong balls you have, the better chance you have of ending up with the number one overall pick. Seattle right now has the highest odds at the number one overall pick at 25.7%. The Montreal Canadiens have a 12.1% chance. The Arizona Coyotes, 10.9%. New Jersey has a 9.7%. The Flyers actually have the fifth now because they got that win. 8.5% chance at the number one overall pick. But I went back and I looked at who the team was that had the worst record and who got the number one overall pick. So let's just go po- let's go from 2000. In the year 2000, Atlanta had the worst record. The Islanders got the number one overall pick, took Rick DiPietro. In 2001, the Islanders had the worst record. Atlanta got the first overall pick. They took Ilya Kovalchuk. 2002, Atlanta had the worst overall record. Columbus got the number one overall pick, took Rick Nash. Carolina had the worst record in 03. Pittsburgh got the number one overall pick, took Marc-Andre Fleury. Pittsburgh had the worst record in 04. Washington got the number one overall pick. They got Ovechkin. The next year was the 05 year. There was no worst record. Pittsburgh got the number one overall pick, and they obviously took Sidney Crosby. St. Louis had the worst record in 06. They actually got the number one overall pick. That's Eric Johnson. So you've seen here, too, that not every one of these overall picks is a slam dunk great player. I mean, Rick DiPietro was a great prospect, goaltending prospect. You know, it didn't really pan out into this spectacular career. Rick Nash had a real nice career. He's in the Columbus Blue Jacket Hall of Fame. Flurry is going to the Hall of Fame. Ovechkin, going to the Hall of Fame. Crosby, going to the Hall of Fame. Eric Johnson, not going to the Hall of Fame. The next year, Flyers had the worst overall record in 2007. Chicago got the number one overall pick. We know about the coin flip. Flyers got JVR. The Chicago Blackhawks ended up with Patrick Kane. Tampa had the worst overall record in 2008, got the number one overall pick. They took Stamkos. Islanders had the worst record in 2009, got the number one overall pick, took Tavares. Never even won a playoff series with Tavares. Eventually, he goes to Toronto, hasn't won a playoff series there since he left. Two conference finals for the New York Islanders. 2010, it was Edmonton with the worst record and the number one overall pick. They got Taylor Hall. Next year, Edmonton with the worst record, number one overall pick, got Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Next year, it's Columbus with the worst record, but Edmonton once again gets the number one overall pick, Nail Yakupov. Didn't work out. Florida in 2013 had the worst record. Colorado got the number one overall pick. They got McEwen. Or McKinnon, excuse me, not McEwen. Uh, Buffalo with the worst record in both 14 and 15 didn't get the number one pick in each year. Florida the, uh, in 2014 took Ekblad in Philadelphia. 2015, Edmonton got the number one overall pick, got Connor McDavid. Buffalo in that second year obviously got Jack Eichel. Toronto had the worst record in 16 and got the number one overall pick, took Austin Matthews. Colorado had the worst record in 2017 and got Nico Heischer. For New Jersey, Flyers ended up picking second that year and obviously got Nolan Patrick. The funny thing is, is that if you go all the way back to what I said earlier, 2013, when Colorado ended up with the number one overall pick and got Nathan McKinnon, just a couple years later, four years later, they had the worst record after having the number one overall pick and a real good player in McKinnon, and New Jersey ended up with the number one pick. 
So again, drafting at the top and even getting a player of the caliber of McKinnon doesn't necessarily propel you in the first four, five, six seasons to being a good team. I mean, McKinnon was taken in 2013. Colorado had the worst record in the NHL in 2017. Didn't get the number one overall pick. Buffalo the next year in 2018 ended up with the number one overall pick. They got Ross Mustelin. Uh, Ottawa was the worst team in 2019. Jersey wins the lottery that year. They get Jack Hughes. Detroit's the worst team by a landslide in 2020. I mean, they were horrible. Rangers got the number one overall pick and picked Alexei Lafreniere. And then Buffalo last year got the number one overall pick, had the worst record, and picked Owen Power. So, again, this notion that we need more ping pong balls. You don't need more ping pong balls. Yeah, it it gives you technically a better chance. But if you look at this and you look at how this plays out in a draft that doesn't have a McKinnon, doesn't have a McDavid, doesn't have an Austin Matthews, is it really worth having this culture of losing to override the chances of getting the number one pick. Shane Wright might be a very good player in the NHL. And at the top of the draft, there's always good players. But it's not a generational player. And there's no guarantees. Like in 2012, when Edmonton ended up with the number one pick and got Nail Yakupov. Like 2017 for the New Jersey Devils, they got Nico Heischer. He's a nice player, but he's not a great player. You look at the year that the St. Louis Blues ended up with Eric Johnson. Again, these are not players that are going to move you to a great direction. I mean, look at Edmonton here. The number one overall pick in 10, 11, 12, three years in a row, again in 15. They end up with Taylor Hall, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Yakupov, and Connor McDavid. And they have gone nowhere. That's crazy. And this is 2015 when they picked McDavid, seven years ago. More important to win games, create a culture of winning, especially with the young players. All right, let's hear post-game from the Flyers goaltender. Tim Saunders and Steve Coates at Madison Square Garden had a chance to catch up with Flyers goalie Martin Jones after a 43-save win. All right, we do have Martin Jones, the winning goaltender, downstairs after the Flyers beat the Rangers in the shootout. Marty, you were outstanding in this game. Another big contest for the Flyers on the road. And this looks like a bit of a different team. There's a youthful shot in the arm energy-wise to this club, really, since the trade deadline. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, uh, you know, you look at our lines, are a lot different than uh, just a couple months ago. But um, a lot of these young guys have stepped in and, and played really well and, and brought energy and um, have been great for us. Well, you got an awful lot of shots tonight, 46 shots on net. Are you uh, the type of goalie that, well, there's a lot of goalies that like to get a lot of shots. Do you find yourself getting more into the game as you're, you're busier? You don't like being busy, but do you find that? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's nice to get involved in the game, obviously. Um, but that's not really in my control. I, I just got to focus on, on the shots that do come my way. Um, you know, they funneled a lot of pucks to the net. I thought we did a great job around the front of the net, clearing out bodies and then sticks. You've gotten a chance now to see Ronnie Eddard, the newest young flyer D-man, two games into the NHL. His numbers a little rough last night uh, against the Toronto Maple Leafs, but he doesn't look at all out of place, does he, to you? No, not at all. Uh, I thought even last night, um, you know, it kind of got away from us late in the third, but I, I thought he had a strong game, and, and again tonight. So, um, yeah, he's been a great addition. 
Martin, the Flyers don't like shootouts, but you got one in the shootout. Do you mind these things, and do you have a specific strategy going into these things? Um, I like them when we win, but uh, <laughs> no, no strategy. Just, um, you know, try and be patient. Uh, you know, the guys are so skilled now. Um, you almost have to expect a move or two and then just try and be patient and, and uh, stay with them. Well, he turned away all three Rangers shots in the shootout and came up big tonight in a, in a game where he saw 46 shots total. The Rangers scored three times. Flyers beat him in the shootout. Congratulations, Martin Jones on the victory, and good luck the rest of the way. Yeah, thank you. There he is, Martin Jones for the Flyers. 43 saves on 46 shots and a shootout victory. All right, that's going to put a wrap on this edition of Flyers Daily. We'll be back tomorrow with another brand new one. Everybody, thanks for listening. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on a brand new Flyers Daily.